Hello, and welcome to the Grace Point Community Church Podcast Network. My name is Michaela. I am your host here on this series we call Bible Basics. And this week is our first episode of Bible Basics. If you didn't hear the little promo that we did last week, um, I will be your host, and I am a member of this church, and I have been here uh, since I was in high school. And this podcast really was laid on my heart when I came into the church not knowing the Bible basics. Bible basics for me are the stories that make up the Bible, the big stories that you see from Genesis to Revelation that really make up our Christian faith. And so if we come into the church not knowing these Bible basics, it's hard to know the story of God. And so this week we're going to start with Genesis chapters 1 and 2. And so I'm going to be going through those verse by verse to give context into the message itself. And then I'm going to talk about it after each verse is read. I'm going to be reading from the message translation of the Bible. Because if we're talking about Bible basics, we want a translation that goes with our language today, something that doesn't get super confusing. And so to jump right into this, Genesis 1, verse 1 and 2 says, First this, God created the heaven and earth. All you see, all you don't see. Earth was a soup of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness, an inky blackness. God's spirit brooded like a bird above the watery abyss. So to stop there and look at that, I think it's interesting here that the author says a soup of nothingness because the way that we define nothingness in our culture is different. It varies from person to person. It's hard to even think about what nothingness is because you can't see nothing because even when you close your eyes, you see darkness or you see thoughts in your head. So this word nothingness is hard for us to grasp. Another one of the words that I wanted to look into was this word brooded. Because if you're anything like me, you're not that great at English. (laughs) And the word brooded, I looked it up, it's like a bird sitting on its eggs to hatch them. Some of the similes that I found were incubated or covered so God's spirit covered like a bird above the watery abyss an abyss just means a bottomless pit so again it's giving you that idea of earth being nothing being bottomless empty black and all that was there was God's covering spirit And then we see something going into verses 3 and 5 that we see for the first time here that we'll get to see throughout the rest of the Bible. But we can't fully, we can't fully grasp what it means because we've never audibly heard it. And that's God spoke. It says, God spoke light and light appeared. God saw that the light was good. And separated light from dark. God named the light day 
and he named the dark night. It was evening. It was morning. Day one. So day one of seven-day creation of Earth, God created the light in the dark. There was day and there was night. Now, this isn't to get confused with creation of the sun or the night sky because this happens later. But there was light and there was dark. And that is day one. So we see the earth going from nothing to full of God's spirit within the days and nights. Again, nothing else is on the earth. It is just the end of day one. We then get into verses six to eight. God spoke. Again, God spoke. Sky in the middle of the waters. Separate water from water. God made sky. He separated the water under sky from the water above. And there it was. He named sky the heavens. It was evening. It was morning. Day two. So we saw in day one that God's spirit brooded like a bird above the watery abyss. So we knew there was water with day and night. And so God, on day two, took that water and separated it. And so there was seas and there was the sky that we see, the blue sky that we see. But there was no land yet. There was no animals yet. This was not the earth as we know it because it was only day two. So there was God and there was water and there was sky. And that was it. In the verses 9 and 10, God spoke, separate, water beneath heaven, gather into one place, land, appear. And there it was. God named the land earth. He named the pooled water ocean. God saw that it was good. So this isn't the end of the day yet, but I do want to stop here and talk about this because this is where we start to see the separation of the waters and the land appear. Our world is made up of a great amount of ocean, more ocean than our land is, but God knew we couldn't all be mermaids, and so um, he was preparing the way for what was to come. So, verses 11 to 13. God spoke, earth, green up, grow all varieties of seed-bearing plants, every sort of fruit-bearing tree. And there it was, earth produced green seed-bearing plants, all varieties, and fruit-bearing trees of all sorts. God saw that it was good. It was evening. It was morning. Day three. So to wrap up day three, we have the land, the trees, and the plants. Again, this is more preparation for what's to come. So to recap, we have day one, God made day and night. Day two, 
God made sky and seas, or ocean. And then day three, God made the land, the trees, and the plants. And not only did God make these, but God spoke these into existence. It shows the true power of God's words. To keep going, verses 14 to 16, God spoke lights come out, shine in heaven's sky, separate day from night, mark seasons and days and years, lights in heaven's sky to give light to earth. And there it was. Going into verses 16 and 19, God made two big lights, the greater one to take charge of the day, the smaller one to be in charge of night. He made the stars. He placed them in the heavenly sky to light up earth and oversee day and night, to separate light and dark. God saw that it was good. It was evening. It was morning. Day four. So as we wrap up day four, we reflect on day one where God made the day and the night. And that's when he makes the sun, the moon, and the stars to govern the day and the night. Because ultimately, I couldn't live without sunlight. I don't know about you guys, but summertime is one of my favorites. And so... um, Thank God for day four. And again, this is just preparation. That's that's the major theme that I want you to get out of this is the first five days are preparation for what's to come on the sixth day. Verses 20 to 23. God spoke, swarm, ocean, with fish and all sea life. Birds fly through the sky over earth. God created the huge whales, all the swarm of life in the waters, and every kind and species of flying birds. God saw that it was good. God blessed them, prosper, reproduce, fill the ocean. Birds reproduce on earth. It was evening, it was morning, day five. As you can see, there's a constant theme in these first five days with every day ending with God saw that it was good. God knew that this creation was going to be good for what was to come. Because then in verses 24 to 25, God spoke, earth, generate life, every sort and kind cattle and reptiles and wild animals all kinds and there it was wild animals of every kind cattle of all kinds every sort of reptile and bug God saw that it was good again there it is God saw that it was good God made all of the animals and he said that it was good then going into verses 26 to 28 God spoke Let us make human beings in our image. Make them reflecting our nature so they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle, and yes, earth itself, and every animal that moves on the face of earth. God created human beings. He created them godlike, 
reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female. God blessed them. Prosper, reproduce, fill earth, take charge. Be responsible for the fish in the sea and birds in the air, for every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. Everything that God had made up to this point was for this moment, for God to make human beings. And we'll talk about the makeup of Adam and Eve in our next chapter. But these verses reflect God's nature and the way that he created the world for human beings to be in relationship with him. God blessed them in the same way that he blessed the animals in the ocean and the birds in the sky. The same prosper, reproduce, fill earth. That same blessing, but then adds at the end, take charge. It gives humanity this authority that says, you are like me. You are created to be Christ-like, even though you're not God. And that's an important point to make there. Human beings will never be God, but they are created to be Christ-like. The end of Genesis chapter 1 says, Then God said, I've given you every sort of seed-bearing plant on earth and every kind of fruit-bearing tree, given them to you for food. To all animals and all birds, everything that moves and breathes, I give whatever grows out of the ground for food. And there it was. God looked over everything he had made. It was so good. So very good. It was evening. It was morning. Day six. So day six, it's not only just good anymore. It was so very good. When God made humans, he knew that it was more than good. Even though we think that's the opposite of humanity, right? We think of humanity as being the opposite of good. But to God, it was so very good. And that is the end of Genesis chapter 1. I know we're only... Six out of seven days into the creation story. And that's why we're going to look at Genesis 2. Because there's something important about um, every single day that God created the earth. All seven days. So Genesis chapter 2. Heaven and earth were finished. Down to the last detail. By the seventh day, God had finished his work. On the seventh day, he rested from all his work. God blessed the seventh day. He made it a holy day because on that day, he rested from his work. All the creating God had done. This is the story of how it all started, of heaven and earth when they were created. The seventh day is the day that we would consider our Sabbath day. For some of you, your Sabbath is Sundays because you see that as the seventh day of your week. For some people, that's Saturdays because that's the seventh day of your week. Whatever day you take as Sabbath, 
is fine, but God does call us to rest. God didn't need rest. God is God. He controls everything, but he just called humans to be Christ-like, and so he is going to model what he knows we need. And we need to rest from our work and focus back on all the creating God has done. Again, it says, because on that day he rested from his work, all the creating God had done. The first seven days are such an important story to remember because of the reflection that we do as Christians to recognize that everything on this earth, including ourselves, were created by the hands, by the words, by God. There would be no existence without God speaking. We look at the first two people on earth, Adam and Eve, and the story of Adam and Eve plays right into this, into this reflection time, into the reason that this is a story that is probably what I would call the most basic of the Bible basics. Genesis 2, 5-7. At the time, God made earth and heaven, before any grasses or shrubs had sprouted from the ground. God hadn't yet sent rain on earth, nor was there anyone to work the ground. The whole earth was watered by underground springs. God formed man out of dirt from the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life. The man came alive, a living soul. So kind of backtracking because we know that God created humanity on the sixth day. So before the seventh day, on the sixth day, we're talking about the creation of Adam, the man coming alive, a living soul. And while Genesis 1 talks about um, the animals before talks about humans. God actually made Adam first. And we see this throughout the rest of Genesis 2. So verses 8 to 9. Then God planted a garden in Eden in the east. He put the man he had just made in it. God made all kinds of trees grow from the ground. Trees beautiful to look at and good to eat. The tree of life was in the middle of the garden, also the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Verses 10 to 14. A river flows out of Eden to water the garden, and from there divides into four rivers. The first is named Pishon. It flows through Havilah, where there is gold. Now, when you hear words like this in the Bible, don't let it throw you off. Don't think that you can't understand the Bible because you don't understand the words. Because really, these are just names of things. Just like the Atlantic Ocean is named the Atlantic Ocean. Even if I couldn't pronounce Atlantic, it doesn't change that it's just an ocean. <laughs> the gold of this land is good. The land is also known for a sweet-scented resin and the onyx stone. The second river is named Gihon, which I'm probably pronouncing wrong. It flows through the land of Cush. The third river is named Hedekel and flows east of Assyria. 
The fourth river is the Euphrates. Again, these names of rivers, the names of different things, um, you don't need to be able to pronounce them to know what they are. Pretty much what this is saying is the second river flows through this land and the third river flows east, pretty much explaining the rivers because they want you to know that it waters this garden so that nature is working together, that God's creation works together in a way that flourishes one another. And that's what this beginning time in Genesis is all about. The land working together in peace and in harmony. And then in verse 15, God took the man and set him down in the garden of Eden to work the ground and keep it in order. So again, God's creation, working with God's creation to create flourishing. God commanded the man, You can eat from the tree in the garden, sorry, from any tree in the garden, except from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat from it. The moment you eat from that tree, you're dead. Now, if you're anything like me, when somebody tells you not to do something, I get so tempted to do it. Like, looking at this verse, I'd be like, God, why would you even say that to me? Because now I want to. But God commanded this, and God's commands, if you hear God say a command, you follow that command, right? And so then into verses 18 to 20, God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I'll make him a helper, a companion. So God formed the dirt of the ground, all the animals of the field, and all the birds of the air. So not only was the land in the man, God's creation working together. But God said, you need another helper, a companion. Let me make you some animals so that you can work together. And so he brought them to the man to see what he would name them. So Adam named all of the, all of the creatures, all of the animals. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. The man named the cattle, named the birds of the air, named the wild animals, but he didn't find a suitable companion, which for us ladies is good, right? It's good that Adam didn't settle for a cow or a bird because who knows where we'd be. So because of this, because none of them were a suitable companion for Adam, Verses 21 and 22 says, God put the man into a deep sleep. As he slept, he removed one of his ribs and replaced it with flesh. God then used the rib that he had taken from the man to make woman and presented her to man. Imagine that surgery. Actually, it was God, so you really, you really can't imagine it. But <laughs> imagine waking up. And being the man and waking up and knowing that part of you is gone, but then seeing that part of you stand in front of you as another being that is your companion. 20 
23 to 25 says, The man said, Finally, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, name her woman, for she was made from man. Therefore, a man leaves his father and mother and embraces his wife. They become one flesh, the two of them. The man and his wife were naked, but they felt no shame. With man being the breath of God, it shows that all human beings were the breath of God because what man was made out of, woman was then made out of. And it's hard to fully grasp this because using human words to explain the essence and the creation that God has made, our human words don't even come close to explaining the holiness and the divinity of that. But this is Bible basic, so we're going to keep it basic by using human words. So God created everything within the seven days of creation. He rested on that seventh day. And then we see in Genesis 2 that God created man. He created animal. And luckily Adam didn't settle for animals again. Because while man and dogs are best friends, from what I've heard, I don't think that they would make good companions in the long run, considering that whole reproduction thing. So, God created woman. Flesh from flesh. That says something about human relationships. That says something about how we interact with the people around us. How we treat others as Christians. And the reason that this is a fundamental story to our faith is for two key reasons. One, to remember and reflect that God created all. God giveth and God taketh, right? So when we rest, the point of rest is to reflect on God and to remember everything he has done. And the second point is that as we're remembering God created and God spoke all of these things into existence, we have to remember that God created human beings in his image. And while it might not be so easy to love all human beings, all human beings are created by God. And so it is our duty as Christians to recognize the worth that comes out of everything that's created by God, especially humans, which God said are very good. Even the worst person on this earth, God still created them. And that's hard for people to understand and that's hard for people to grasp. But as you reflect on the first two chapters of Genesis. Remember that God had a plan. And God's plan forms all things that come into existence. If you have any questions on this story, 
about this podcast or about our church in general, you can reach out to us on our website at gpcchurch.com. I hope you enjoyed the story today. I hope that it inspired you in some way. And I'm so excited to keep this series going and to jump into next week where we will be discussing Genesis 3 and maybe 4, talking about Adam and Eve in the fall and continuing on with our basic Bible stories. Have a great rest of your week. And remember, we're all made in the image of God. 